Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent guests who have visited JM in the AM. Comedian Ashley Blaker from the United Kingdom joined us in studio recently to talk about his uh, American tour in February and March. That's upcoming and much anticipated. Ashley Blaker with us in studio at JM in the AM on this edition of JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, we're on Facebook Live right now. Facebook Live right now. Why? Because the legendary Ashley Blaker is in our studio. We are on Facebook Live right now. Go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. When you view Facebook Live right now, again, Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. When you view Facebook right now, you will see on the left side of the screen, me. But on the right side of the screen, you'll see a very interesting looking gentleman. Here all the way from Great Britain, and that is the legendary comic Ashley Blaker. Shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. I have been anticipating your return engagement here at JM in the AM for months. I'm so glad you fit us into your busy schedule. Oh, thank you for having me. My limo didn't arrive, though, so I had to take the subway. Isn't that the worst? I know, Isn't that the terrible. worst when the limo doesn't show? It doesn't. I don't understand it. I remember one time with me that happened. I was I, I, It took half a day to recover, frankly. Yeah, I'm was not very totally happy. <laughs> anyway, um, I passed the Gramercy Theater the other night. Oh, yeah. And I said to myself, you know, you know, self, sometimes you have to stop and think. The guy sold out the Gramercy Theater. The guy is, a, you know, an Orthodox Jewish comic, comes to New York, the heart, yeah. of, the heart of Manhattan. No, but then the last, so that was, that was like a year ago. And then, right. last, and then in the summer, though, uh, mm-hmm. when I was here, when I was here in the studio last right. Was when I had the show on Fiftieth and Broadway, right? So, that and that was and that was five weeks. How was that? It was amazing. <clears throat> that was, was a am- good. That was a good run. Oh, it was amazing. But the the amazing thing was, I know I, I keep seeing in all the papers how the New York Times is not that popular among some of the uh, correct some of the Orthodox Kahila, right. but they're very popular with me because they <laughs> gave me a very <laughs> they gave you a good review. They gave me a, sh- a front page. I woke up one morning. What front page of the New York Times arts uh, section? How did I not know this? There's my face. My ugly mug is on the front page there, and a big review, and uh, like tickets were just flying then. It's just amazing. The Yoni, you got to dig that out for me. People who were unfamiliar mm-hmm. with our tradition, yeah, found the show funny or not? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, that said, I mean, I do. You know, it's always good to know who your audience is going right. to be. So that show was very much. This, this was my show, Ashley Blaker, strictly unorthodox. Right. So that was. Um, which is going to be returning to New York, but I'm going to. I'll come back to that oh, soon. Oh, big announcement! I'll come back to that soon. Some Nobody just people. shows up here for no, no reason. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, I came to meet Yoni as well, Yoni Pollock. But, uh, but, but hope that's we amazing. Get a, hope we get a free dinner out of him. Hope huh? I get a free dinner from him. Exactly. But, um, but uh, so that that show was very much aimed at Jews, right. and and it was a predominantly Jewish audience. The reviewer, interestingly, actually from the New York Times. Uh, I think was Jewish, but not not a, right. not from. So not a thir- a thirty year old secular Jew would get he, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ha- would get it. He, well, he, would a thirty year old non Jew get it? Well, this is the thing. So so what was interesting was he came and 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 he told my my publicist said he'd never heard this before. He came to the show. He wrote this review and then right. he rang the next day and said, "I want to come again with my friends and family. Can I come again?" He said he never had that. But the show I did in Edinburgh, so I did the Edinburgh Festival. You know, if you, Where's if you didn't know that, so Edinburgh, which is the capital of Scotland, I know yes. outside of. Yes. Scotland. Nothing exists. Come on. Outside There's of the no way they have States. comedy theaters there. No, no. So they have a very, very big comedy festival every year. Right. It's like three and a half thousand shows on every single day. Right. And you go for the month. So I was there for August, the whole of August. And I did a show called, uh, and that's for, for non Jews. Right. So I did a show there called Ashley Blaker Observant Jew. And that was about 
yeah, introducing right. my life. Observing the, concepts to people who don't know to, about it. Yes. Yeah, so and I, they think, by the way, at that point, we realized just how funny our, know, our, exactly. our situations are. When I called the show Observing Jew, I thought I'd better put Jew in the title. Because otherwise, <laughs> you look at me, you wouldn't be sure. Right. You, I'd walk out and maybe they think, well, maybe he's Amish. I don't know. <laughs> right. He could be. We don't know. And what would be, from that routine... Yeah, the thing that got the biggest laugh. Like, what? What's the thing that they don't believe about our tradition? Well, that? It's not that dissimilar. That's what's really interesting. The material I do isn't always that. Isn't that dissimilar? It's 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 just a question of the right, language but you, but you, I use. Right, but you must it's remember about the explanation. But sometimes the explanations. I've got a routine. I'll give you an example. I've got a routines that I do in the show, in both shows, about. Um, a Shabbos guy, basically, right. trying to right. lure how, right. how suspicious how it is. How do you tell a Shabbos How suspicious guy? it is when I'm standing on the street <laughs> trying to... Because I live in a from neighborhood, right? Age where in, in northwest London. Right, we've All my neighbors that. are Jews. Right. I don't have any non-Jewish neighbors. Right. There's no one for me to ask. So occasionally, i.e. every other week, I'm stupid. I leave the light on in... I, I turn the light off in our dining room. Right. I'm in the dark. I leave the light on in our bedroom. Right. You know, try and get sleep in a, in a brightly lit room. Right. What do you do? You go and stand on the street and you try right. and find someone. Yeah, we, we're past. familiar with this. We, we, right. we get the premise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what are you going to do? You just stand there. And I, I'm kind of thinking, well, I don't want to ask any white people because they might be Jewish. Right. You know, if they're black, they could be Ethiopian Jews. You right. never can't rule it out. Right. So I'm standing there waiting for any... And these days, anybody can have a Jewish mother also. Right. So I'm right. kind of standing there waiting for any Asian or Indian right. men walking past... And I and I stop them and I'll say, so um, would you be interested coming up to my bedroom? There's something I'd like to show you. And I just like, and I just know one day I'm going to see a feature about me on that UK's most wanted. <laughs> They're going be aware there's a suspected serial killer in North London. Who he, lures people he, in with the with the amazing offer yeah. of would you like to come up to my And he's particularly interested in Asian men as well. <laughs> Just be aware that's his predilection. And it doesn't sound good. And anyway, so right. So anyway, so this is right. so you're laughing and this is right. funny for a Jewish audience, they get right. it. But what's really interesting <clears throat> the only thing you have to add for a non Jewish audience is a little bit of explanation. Right. But the funny thing is what I discovered and it wasn't even intentional, the explanation they laugh at even more. Right. Because I say, look, just so you know, we're not allowed to do this. Right. We are allowed to ask someone who isn't Jewish. Right. But we're not allowed to ask direct. Right. We have to hint. Right. And that's a hilarious. And that, right. You that's hilarious. The hint. I right. say, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to ask. You just have to right. say, you know, would you wink, wink, right. and hope they know. So the, oftentimes the explanation is equally funny. Correct. Oh, the, I get that. I totally get that. Ashley Blaker's here. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. We're on Facebook Live right now. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. So I owe you an apology. Okay. Um, you you come to our synagogue, uh, and, yes. and you show you show up at our synagogue here on the Lower East ago, Side yeah. a few weeks ago for for Saturday Night Mariv. Yep. You're a guest of Rabbi Glass, who's an amazing Glass, man, yeah, yeah. And, and you did a great show for him that uh, that I. He's at the White Street that's synagogue. Right, he's at a right. different synagogue. He's at he's at Tribeca. He's got a and, and he brings you over to me to say hi. Yep. And I'm so thrilled to see you, and yeah, and, yeah. and my family's thrilled to meet you yeah, because they know the who thumbs, you yeah. are. Uh, but there were a couple of people there. <laughs> Uh, in the crowd, who, by the way, I must say, do not normally pray with us. I have to say that because yeah. I just think it's important that you know that usually the Mizrahi is extremely welcoming. Uh, but when they, <clears throat> when when it's announced that you're going to be performing that night at White Street uh, and people are invited, um, 
they 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 sort of take on the role as as hecklers. Uh, they yeah. they start it's, questioning if it's worthwhile to go see you. They they're saying that maybe it's easier to just stay home and watch you on YouTube. And I'm and I'm and I'm ready to dig a hole and, and crawl into it. I felt oh, so terrible. That's, fine. that's Jews for you. That's that's <laughs> come on. We yeah, you've on, seen you've that before, huh? Seen it before. I mean, this is. Uh, I actually did a thing in Miami months ago by the way um, yoni yoni can tell you i walked in here monday morning horrified when i told the staff about that nah, about that oh, issue I've about that lot, episode i had a lot worse than that <laughs> i i this is why i think I, i'd say in my show actually about how i will only do these theaters that have got nice um dressing rooms because if you don't have a dressing room you do a th- something particularly in a shawl you finish a show you have a line of people waiting to tell you jokes right to tell you like better go no right. no it's all right <laughs> you could have done feedback. it this way right? yeah yeah <laughs> It's like you don't go, like you don't go to the, you don't go to a Broadway show and then wait for the actors and go. Look, here's a soliloquy for you. You can, you know, you should use this one. Like, this is Jews. Uh, God, you know. God bless our community. Yeah, no, and, exactly. And it's, all, and it's all the same around the world. Yeah, thank yeah. God. But I did a show. No, it definitely is. But I did a show in Miami, and um, they had terrible sound. Um, and a, most people, like, it was outside, but it was on it was So hard for them to, thing, to understand you. And someone came up to me afterwards and said, yeah, we we you, but we were watching you on YouTube at the same time oh and gosh. enjoying and enjoying your clips on YouTube. Oh I God. thought, okay, with that you could have done at home. You spent a lot of money to watch me on YouTube. So so actually, fair play to the guy in the show right, who didn't that. pay money. Right. And cause worse <laughs> is to pay money and still watch on YouTube. Right. Ashley Blaker is here. All right. Why are you in the United States? States of America. Not that we don't welcome yeah. you here, but there must be a reason why yeah. you have this extended visit to the United States so, of America. But what happened was, it's it's the funny thing is, is actually um, some people ask me how um, why are you in the United States, and men, particularly married men, just say to me, "Look, we've got to know your secret. How did you get away with this <laughs> to go away for a month? To, to go away for a month? To go away for six months? Like how 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 is your wife allowing this? And can we buy your secret?" <laughs> And if comedy ever really just dries up for me, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book about this. Very good. And, With and, all the secrets. And then can, can buy it and go, it, it, yes. do, it does help, though. And I might be able to relate to this a drop. It does help when even in your single life you were basically doing this. You were yes. involved in entertainment. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's not like you no. discovered this world because, yeah. oh, now that I'm married, I need an excuse no, no, to get exactly. out of there. No, she thinks – I told her. The, the trouble was – I should have been more honest. I told her I was going to get some – a carton of milk from the uh, supermarket. And you never returned. And I just never returned. Uh, so, uh, no, I, so basically, I, somebody asked me to come and, I did an event for um, Project Inspire. Right, good place. In, in, uh, in Fisher, for the Shabbos Project right. in Persephone, and they flew me over. And then somebody heard I was going to be here, and they said, oh, while you're here, do you mind doing a Bikocholim dinner? Right. And someone, and then Rabbi Glass hears and goes, right. oh, would you mind doing a show for me in Tribeca? And every week somebody sends me, can you do another shawl or charity or organization? Yeshiva's saying, can you do this? Can you do that? Right. And suddenly I, I, I keep ringing my wife and say, look, I can't come <laughs> in this week. They now want me in Miami. Now they want me in Boca Raton. Now they want me in Chicago. So I just keep, I keep being busy. And then I put in the more theater shows as well. Where were you and in the last couple of weeks? The lo- where, have I, where have I been? I, didn't, what was uh, the most I was recent? in San Diego. This nice. So, yeah, yeah. I just did a whole show. Good crowd. San Diego. It was amazing. It was great. Wow. In the best Jacob. In, in, Are you uh, doing anything this coming week? Anything happening in the next few this, days? Well, I'm actually. I'm back in uh, in uh, London for a week. Right. Uh, do, doing something there, and then I'm back here doing something in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Nice. And I'm in Baltimore for a show. But there's some then, big plan. There's, there's some, some long range. Well, there plan are some. Here. There's there are theater shows as well. So I've got dates in. Uh, so I've got a big show in in Baltimore, 
Chicago, LA, Washington DC at the six nine. I've got uh, what month Seattle. is this happening? Before these Pesach, are all huh? in no, this is all before Pesach. Wow. The dates are going to be announced next week, wow. and will be on my website ashleyblaker.com. So we got to pay Facebook careful attention to your concert schedule. But uh, but the thing people kept asking me, I don't know if a lot of your listeners seem to be in New York. Um, so people kept asking me, you know, like we missed your missed your run. Right. I missed it. I know, it was only five weeks. Come I on, missed 35 it. Chances. I'm a but busy, still, I'm a but busy no, guy. Exactly. You think I can free no, up a night exactly. in five weeks? Give exactly. me a break. So I am doing a final chance to see this show before I come back with an all-new show. I'm going to come yeah. back with an all-new show at the end of the year. But a final chance to see it. has got four nights. It's the first week of March. I think it's the... Um, uh, four, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yoni, that's the week we're planning on being in Israel, right? If if our Israel trip works out, I'm gonna miss you again. This is ridiculous, Ashley. Ridiculous. Well, you know what? Know. You know what? I'm beginning to I'm beginning to take a hint. You know what I'm beginning to think? Yeah. You may have to add a private show. A just, private just, show. just gather exactly. our staff together yeah. at our convenience to yeah. do a nice show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I'm 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 game. If you're if you're Pocket is deep enough. No, a show, a, show, <laughs> a show for twenty people. Yeah. You would you wouldn't want to do it. exactly. You wouldn't no, want no, to do no, it. No. Minimum, you need a hundred people exactly, in the room, exactly. right? You need yeah, you need yeah. a crowd. Um, so no, so uh, you, can't do com- you can't do comedy at a Shabbos table. Come on. No, no, you're no. right. It's, it, it's the funny thing is, it's if you've got um, if you have one, it's always the smaller the crowd. Right. It's the variables of go up. Yeah. And you have like one. I did shows in Edinburgh. It's much right. smaller audiences in Edinburgh, like smaller rooms. I sold out the entire run in Edinburgh, right. but smaller uh, crowds, uh, smaller rooms. And you just have one day, I had like the entire front row was German. <gasps> like it was strange. And I said, anyone, anyone here, I was asking like, the audience some questions at the start. I said, anyone here never met any Jewish people? And this guy puts up his hand in the front row. I said, what's your name? He said, Andre. I said, oh, Andre, where are you from? He said, Berlin. I said, yeah, there's a reason you haven't met any Jewish people. Um did he, did Probably he, ask your grandparents. Did he laugh? He laughed. Did he, he laugh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, um, I, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, um, <laughs> like <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so stand up New York on the Upper West Side. Yeah. I'm going to be there for four days. Oh, that's Monday, where the run yeah, is yeah, in yeah, March? Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to do four shows, a final chance to see, and then I'm going to come back in December with an entirely new show. Do you do, do show. you do the traditional. You know, run to the clubs while you're in Manhattan and and, and do a set late at night. No, you not you don't do no, any of that. I, stuff. I don't because it's just not. It's not um, your speed. It's just not. There's no real great. No benefit. No, no I like I like doing. No, it's right. not just that. It's not like I'm being um, really grand. I no, I, I, get I, I I get I it. I actually like doing longer shows. Right. Like I really enjoy doing. Right. You'd, uh, ra- you'd rather like do the forty-five minute set than. No, I'd rather do an hour and a half. Wow, so straight. My show, yeah, uh, no. So, well, the one off Broadway actually was like push. Yeah, it was about eighty to ninety was at an intermission. Wow. The show I'm going to do in uh, March, in the first week of March, because we're going to have an intermission in that one. It means I can even go a bit longer. So right. I probably do like a fifty minute first half, and I give value for money. You'd say probably that fifty again. minute and another forty five. I mean, if your ticket's fifty bucks, it's worth every penny. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. You I'll, me? I'll, yeah, let's let's you know, I'll, I'll I'll keep going. I like that. Ashley Blaker's here. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Um, now, you're very familiar with a lot of uh, members of the entertainment world, mm. including James Corden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've worked with James. You've yeah. worked with him. I've worked with him. You agree with my assessment that he's a very nice guy. He is a nice guy. He yeah. seems to be a really yeah. nice guy. I'm very impressed with it. I study hosts. I think I told this to you yeah. off the air once. I study hosts like you can't imagine. So that's your excuse for oh, good TV. That- <laughs> I'm very surprised that you know who James Corden is. Yeah, what? 
Yeah, because like you should be, you should like you should kind of go. James Cole, I, I don't know who that is. Never, never seen, heard of him. Voss, Voss's <laughs> television. Voss, 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 Voss's Voss's cor- Voss's Corden. <laughs> yeah, I can't. James Corden. No, I'm very familiar, yeah. and I study these guys, yeah. and I'm very and I'm very impressed with him. Yeah. Bottom line, would someone like him invite you to do a set on his show, or that's not something you would pursue? I I would love to do that because he because no, I like I mean, he's I've had got, comedians that we know he's had on the yeah, show yeah no 100 percent. and um no i i absolutely there's as i said i did the edinburgh uh run. right i've got my bbc show i've got my own bbc show called ashley blaker's goish guide to judaism when is that um, on how do people see that that was uh last year now it's coming back this year is it on is season one on, on, Net- be on, on be netflix on, or something? be on uh online it's not online at the moment be but how online BBC do you see it? iplayer say it again bbc iplayer has these things on, but only for. You only make months. sure I know how to install BBC iPlayer, and yeah. and that'll be available. When? Yeah, yeah, that and I'll be back that like September. Okay. And um, you got to remind, love, you gotta remind us I, about that. I love doing things for, you know, when you can do something appropriate right. and something that you know. I don't want to sound really pious, but I actually think not only make people laugh, but you can make a kiddish Hashem. Of course, and, and you great. are making kiddish Hashem in yeah. my book. That's why you're here. No, it is I don't great. invite stomp comedians to sit across the yeah. table for me. <laughs> I think you're representing our people really well. Thank you very much. Nachum. I kind think you. Good. I think you. I don't know how familiar you are with my whole definition of Jewish hero, but I think people who are in unusual atmospheres and really represent our people well are in fact Jewish heroes. Yeah, look, I, it's great. So I, I, it's great to do that. I really enjoy doing that. And it's like, also, I mean, these guys from Berlin, in all seriousness, yeah. this this was their only encounter with someone who's noticeably Jewish. Yeah. I don't just mean noticeably in dress, well, they, but noticeably in the way they speak. Yeah. Well, look, they paid money to come. It wasn't a free show, right. so they paid money to come, and it was great. Um, and so 100%, like, it's great to do that. And, and, and not just actually, to be honest, not just, uh, obviously, people who aren't Jewish, but people who are either less from or, or right. uh, not orthodox or what have you. I did a show, I, I think I might have told you this story um, Apologies if I did last time I was here. I did a show in Newcastle in the north of England. Yeah. And uh, Newcastle, a, a suburb of Newcastle is Gateshead, which right. you've heard of. Very like, orthodox. Very orthodox, like the, the last shtetl of Europe, essentially. Right. I did a show in Newcastle, and there was a row, and they had this whole row of guys from Gateshead, and next to them was this female reform rabbi from a place called Darlington, which I like, like 30 miles down the road. I didn't even know they'd have Jews there. Uh, and I was thinking... I was thinking while I was on stage, there is no way these people have ever been. When would these right. people be in, in the, the same, same room? room right. It's just, right. it's, and I love that. I love the idea of being able to bring people together. Gateshead's a rough neighborhood, right? So in all seriousness. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, very much. Because, and, then, and then you have like. And then you have the yeshivish crowd. The, because yeah. the yeshivish crowd, sometimes it's difficult for them because of the, the, the locals are, are not very fond of Jews. Am I right about that? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, that's that, not I, true. I, I wouldn't want to say that. I don't know if that's I don't know true. Why I it's, certainly a, it's certainly like quite a. It's like a rough area in terms of like. It's like a poor neighbor. Right. Possibly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not entirely sure about that. I mean, it's been there for years, so I think it's not like they've just moved in. It's been no, a I, uh, I get that. center of, you know, their neighborhoods in the United States also that have for sure, for sure. You know, a, a large, sure. long time presence yeah, yeah. of Jews, but still yeah, yeah. there's tension with yeah, the neighbors, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. What's really funny in Newcastle is so Newcastle United is their soccer team. Right. And they wear, they, they wear white and black stripes. So everyone <laughs> in Newcastle. Is, in Gateshead, is wearing white and black. It's just the non-Jews are wearing the white and black shirts, and the uh, yeah, the, the Frumies are wearing the white and black suit. That's great. That's like totally that. true. Yeah. <laughs> At least they know who to root for. Yeah, exactly. It's an automatic. Exactly. <laughs> Ashley Blaker's here. Um, I mentioned when uh, when you were with us for those few minutes in in Mizrahi. Uh, you know how 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 can one in a few seconds 
um, convince others that you know you're you're a worthwhile comic to listen to. So for our community, I said you have to. What did I say? I said you have to hear his routine about Thirteenth Avenue because like right. that because I I figure like that everybody can relate to. You know yeah. like that's that's the atypical uh, Orthodox experience and really right. around the world you can replace the name Thirteenth no, Avenue with with right. so many you're, other you're avenues about driving. Yeah, driving, driving yeah, yeah. the hustle and bustle yeah. of the way the Jewish community operates. No, 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 hundred percent. That so I did a routine just to give some context on that. In a show I did in London that was videoed, I did a routine about driving in Golders Green and what have you. Right. And I put it, it was put online, and then people from all over the world were messaging me going, "Wow, I thought that was just Borough Park. I thought that was just Crown Heights. <laughs> right. I thought that was just Beit Shemesh." Right. Was, and and it, you suddenly realise that no, this is a universal experience. <laughs> we're we're not that dissimilar. We actually, um, yeah, it's incredible what we have in common. I've actually got to go to Thirteenth Avenue after this. I've got a I've got a sweater to pick up. Where, where are you? You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. went to Borough Park? To where you, yeah, because I, I'm on the Upper East Side, right. and there's a dry cleaner right. opposite me that charges the most ridiculous amount of money. To Shatnashek. No, not to Shatnashek, to take it to a guy in Borough Park. <laughs> right. guy. And I go, well, I might as well just go to the subway. I can buy him some food for shops as well. I'm at home on Friday night. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll. This is where you're based here? The Upper East Side upper of Manhattan? East Side. That must yeah. lead to some uh, comedy... Uh, pieces uh yeah look, for sure look, why why do you say that i don't know i'm just saying like, every neighborhood has its yeah, has its thing sure. the upper east side i'm sure has its you know yeah. has its interesting little yeah, quirks yeah. and observations yeah. No? Yeah, yeah no i like it i mean i i, I you know maybe it's I, very different than borough park you know uh, it's a little bit different yeah, yeah a little, little bit different. a little bit different <laughs> may i ask you around what street you are i don't want to ask you your address I'm in the 80s you're in the 80s on the upper east side yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I i'm thinking of routines immediately i don't know maybe, yeah, maybe. go on go on help me help me help me help me help me i'll cut you in <laughs> it's funny but uh and i and by the way if you would do a routine about the upper east side there would be communities around the world who would contact you and say i thought that was us i thought that would be the same thing exactly. in my opinion no so i'm going to is actually a friend of mine um who asked who's never been to borough park someone who lives right. um on the other side right. near chelsea and he's going to meet me after, and I was going to take them to Bar Park. And I was just, did they, you just say never... Kelsey or Chelsea? Which one did you just say? T- uh, Chelsea. Oh, you did say Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. What's Kelsey? I don't know. I thought you Is said that a neighborhood. I, I thought you said I've, Kelsey. I guess made because up there's a, because there's a Chelsea in your area of the world also. I'm aware of that. Yeah. yeah. That's Isn't that cool that we have a Chelsea here? I know exactly, and a Soho. This is Soho in London. Soho in London. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. The nerve of you guys! You're, 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 yeah. How, how dare you? I know. Yeah, exactly. We we although um, I think most of the names here came yeah, from there, so yeah. I should be careful about blaming you. There's a you. York in you, correct? Did you realize, yes, I did know. You realize this? I, and yeah. you know we're the New York. You know that. <laughs> so no, so I'm taking this. Friend, and so, I would bet there's a Jersey and a Hampshire there exactly, too. I would exactly. <laughs> no, so I'm taking this friend uh, to, who who isn't yeah, uh, observant right. to Bar Park. Never been there. Before. Never been there. And 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 this is like right. I, I said, you got to get to the mikvah first. Listen, <laughs> listen to me very carefully. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure Yoni agrees with me. You're going to Borough Park on a Thursday for yeah. the first time with somebody who's never been there. You ready? Yeah. Yapchik. Mm-hmm. Yapchik. Are you familiar with Yapchik? No, go Okay. On. You go to a takeout place. Yeah. You say, I, Nahum Siegel recommended that we buy the Yapchik and right. test it out. Let me know how your friend reacts. Right. That, okay. is the, that is today's 2019's quintessential Hamish Jewish dish. It might have replaced Chul and Kishka and Kugel. Right. Because Yap- sushi? Because not sushi. <laughs> not sushi. It'll never happen. Because Yapchik is essentially a combination of all of them. Really? Yeah. That's a- how do I not know about this? I don't know. Maybe you call it something different. Yeah, it is amazing how 
things old. Yeah. I it could be a different life. name. They, you, hey, hey, my friends in the UK who are listening right now, if Yapchik has a different name there, let us know yeah. ASAP, please. Look, I'm thinking, you know, I said sweater when my head, I was thinking jumper. I'm going to Borough Park to pick up a jumper. From Thank God you said sweater. But in my head, I said jump, jumper. But I said, but exactly, I know, yeah. I'm, I've been here long enough to yeah. know to say the right thing. How does one write a new show? You have a new show coming up in December. Right. You have to ignore all the stuff you've done in the past because you yeah. want the same people coming yeah, yeah. again. Exactly. How do you write a new show? Is, g- is there enough material? Yeah, yeah no, 100%. And, and actually, the, I'm, one thing, Baruch Hashem, is yeah. I am quite prolific like that. I mean, I before I was performing as a, as a stand-up, I haven't even been performing that long, but right, I you're a writer, writer for right. years. Right. And one thing I, I can do if you said to me now, you've got an hour to write a new 10 minutes, right. I could write you 10 minutes. I, it wouldn't be the best 10 minutes. You were a legend. But I will you were a writer for the legendary, um, who'd you tell us? Who'd you write for in England that we all heard of? There was somebody uh, you mentioned. Was it there. Joan Rivers? Did I mention? Was I it? I've met, I've written for Joan Rivers. Did you write for, for her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joan Rivers, I think you had mentioned that to us, but there was somebody else. Um, it wasn't Benny Hill, was it? <laughs> yeah, you know this. Thing? I wrote for no I wrote Monty, for, Monty Python. I wrote for Stamford Hill, but not Benny Hill. <laughs> Very good. I'm trying to think who it was that you told us. Maybe it was Joan Rivers that impressed yeah, us at that I don't time. Know. A Graham Norton. Uh, oh, that's a name we know. Yeah, yes, that's a name we know. Yeah, yeah. I used to write his monologue twice, uh, two days a week, a week. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, and when you and the great thing is, I mean, seriously, that's actually a good example because when you're doing that kind of monologue, they would just come um, minutes before, and, and they would just say, "Look, can you quickly write?" 10 minutes, uh, you know, 10 jokes on this subject. And, yeah, so I, I'm, I've, I've, but I've been collecting just these notes for wow. ages. And what I'll do is I'll collect notes, I'll see something, I'll just write a note in whatever, on my phone or what have you, and, and then I'll sit down and actually... I may have up. given you a great idea. Well, when you, when that, you, that when, yeah, routine. when you find out about Yapchik, I may you, have just when, given when you a great you, routine. When you come to the show yeah. in December... When I'm back, and if there's no the tip of the hat to me, go, hang on, the yap chick routine. Everyone's going, it's going to be like Woody Allen's moose in 50 years' time. People are going to go, oh, Ashley Baker's yap chick routine. Forget the moose routine, the yap chick routine. If there's no tip you, of the hat to me, you're in trouble. And you're going to be sitting there going, that was me. Yeah, he didn't even know about yap chick. You know how much money I deserve? He now? didn't even know about yap chick, and he's now the yap chick guy. <laughs> Oh, unbelievable. Can you write a joke now, literally now, as Facebook Live is on and we're on around the world about, that is such about, about President Trump? He's had a rough week, President Trump. Is there anything that you observed in the news that clicks to you like, oh, there's a joke? Can you write a joke on the spot about what's happening in Washington? It doesn't have to be Trump, mm. but what's happening in Washington this moment. Is that possible for you to do? It probably is possible, but I'm going to refuse. What would it be? It would be. It would likely be what? Like no. what? What kernel of information would probably lead to a joke? Would the wall lead to a joke? Yeah, or? I think no. I mean, the thing is, you know, what I, I always think is that there are some, and I don't want to be uh, horrible to, to uh, people, but is that I I always call it a civilian joke. You know that there are some jokes you see, and they're like, you you see that thing like you know about the wall and whatever, right. and everyone thinks, oh, joke about. Uh, the Kotel or, or, right. or a joke about uh, like right. pizzas in your right. or whatever. Well, very good. And you kind of think, yeah, and I always think to myself, hmm, and I think of a joke, and, I'll, and then I actually question myself and go, now, is that a civilian joke? Right. Is that a joke that... A common man joke. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the man in the street. Right. Who would tell it at the Shabbos and table. Then, and then what I sometimes do, actually, genuinely, is I go on Twitter and I search and I'll put in Trump wall machitza. And then you'll see, oh, yes, 50 people have made that joke. Yes, that's the civilian joke. 
You've always got the trick is to come up with the joke that and no one else is. No one else would think of, or the twist that no one else would think of. Brilliant. So there you go. That's, that's brilliant. the thing. So. Brilliant. I love that. Mm. I love it. So when we go in December to your show. And I do that yap cheek. It will be. Cheek. Forget about the optic for a second. It'll be 100% new material. Yes, 100, seriously, 100% new material. That's, that's yeah, tough. Yeah. But I didn't know. You know what? So I was in San Diego. Yeah. And I actually did like several things. I did a 90-minute show on Saturday night. But on Friday night, I did a completely different 45 minutes. Completely different. About with completely different material. Um, that's unbelievable. It, I, I, I've yeah, I've got the material, and I and I like I like writing new, and I like doing new material. Some people just want to do the same. I get bored. I get bored doing the same material again. And again, I want to do new stuff. I always want to do. New you know, material. I understand the person who likes doing the the old material again and again because there is an obsession to perfect it. There is an obsession to oh, no, make I, it definitely. sound perfect. Oh no, definitely. But also, yeah, it's true. The danger is you do get a bit bored of it. Right. That's the trouble. It doesn't feel fresh to you. And you. You're standing there just going through the motions. Right. I mean, look, I, you know, if you're doing, if you're in, I don't know, Hamilton and you're doing that every night, I right. mean, obviously, or whatever, any play, you've got to invest into it. Like, you've got to give it to the audience like it's the first time you've said it. Most brilliant but, comic ever, in your opinion? Like the one that you admire in terms of their thought process and eventually presenting it to the audience? I, I mean, I love Woody Allen. I mean, really? Yeah, those stand-up, that stand-up, um, the, the seat, you know, the stand-up right. years. Um, that's, you know, it includes the moose and all of that. He I, lived in your neighborhood. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. Oh, he may have been on the west side. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was on the east No, side. I think he plays jazz, doesn't he, on a Monday. Um, Still? Up east, yeah, I think so. And you haven't sorted out? You haven't I, not you yet. meet, meet not your yet. legend? Not yet, but I mean, he's, well, they would say never meet your hero. Right. Though, oh, know, trust me, I can tell you a hundred exactly. stories about that. I'm surprised you allowed me in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the exceptions that proves the rule. I was actually all right. <laughs> Once we let you in the Mizrahi, I said, all right, he can come uh, to the studio. Come, come exactly. on. I mean, you know, exactly. The guy's dominating with us. Exactly. He, he, well, I'm, the, I'm the only show you could go to on Broadway. And this, I promise this is true. I was doing the show at um, 50th and Broadway, opposite School of Rock, around the corner from Hamilton. And after the show, I would come out and I would dove and mariv with the audience. Right. I'm the only show where the, uh, the, the star not only dovens with you, occasionally I led from the Omid. Obviously, there were no, uh, you know, you're very unlikely to get a chiv at my show. Right, Because uh, they're not going to come to a comedy Except show. Except for God forbid, like, if it would be you. Then, you know, exactly. And so, you'd uh, be the chiv. Right, right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I, they said, oh, actually, come on. I was like an encore. I have, an, like I, an encore. I have an idea for you. Yeah, go on. You know, you, I assume at some point you come out and take a bow, right? They right. close the yeah, curtain, yeah, you yeah, come yeah. out, take a bow, that whole yeah, routine. Yeah. As soon as the applause ends, Exactly. And then, you know what would happen? Someone would heckled, Sheer Hamalos. You can't please. You can that, never please everyone, can you? That's so true. That's so true. I love it. Fantastic. I actually, I'm not joking. I promise this is true. During what I think it was the last night, somebody heckled five minutes in. Something about is there anyone just wants to quickly? I haven't. I've realised I haven't done mincha. Could anyone help me? And I actually spent. I just did the whole thing of it. Going, come on, who hasn't done mincha? Let's get nine guys for him, and we'll go. And he couldn't find. This actually happened in a show. What does that happen? That doesn't happen to Seinfeld. And they, and they did or did not get him in? No, he didn't. He just went out. He quickly nipped out and did Mincha on his own. <laughs> How weird is that? You were looking at me in a kind of like, I don't even know what to I'm, say. I'm, I'm, I actually, I'm, I'm lost for words. <laughs> it's really just like, well, it's really, we've all been in that situation, yeah, where you've, uh, maybe not, maybe you dove with a million every day, but like where you've just gone, oh my goodness, I forgot to dove in, and I'm looking at the time because it's in the summer. So like Shkia would have been like, right. whatever, 8 o'clock, whatever. At eight thirty, and I'm and the show starts at eight, and he's obviously just sat there and gone. Oh, I didn't oven. 
what do I do? Do I do I do I do a like a you know do I do a right. uh, makeup at Mar? Right. Do I what do I do? You shouldn't do that. But the ever but then he actually shouted it out. That was instead of just going out, just like going out, like to use so the bathroom. B- so yeah, he shouted out going, like mincha. <laughs> so Blaker's not docha mincha. Yeah, no. One thing we learned from this conversation: yeah, exactly. Blaker is not docha mincha. That even if you're sitting on an Ashley Blaker show, if no. it's not Shkia yet, you have an obligation to go that much. I, th- I, I, I think so. An obligation, right. an obligation to see if you can find nine men in my audience. Unbelievable. Um, but it was very funny. It was <laughs> a very funny thing. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm stunned by the whole thing. When the New York Times does a review of your show, aren't you required to do the exact same show every night, or is that not a Broadway rule, or are you not on Broadway? I did. I mean, I, well, no, but hang on. I mean, I did do virtually the same show every night, but I mean, I can't, you can't mitigate. I mean, that is... The show's called it that show, and the show right. should be bringing back to New York. Actually, Blake is but you, but you would hope that it the New York the Times reviewers in the crowd that they're not there the night you're interrupting for Mincha. Oh, that's funny. I would love that. Oh, that's it was hilarious. The audience were were absolutely. Um, they got they it. Were, they understood what you was going. No, on. it wasn't. They weren't there that night. But I'm saying, I wish they would have been. It would have been hilarious. No, I'm it saying so the audience. Funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, thought no. it was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very funny. It was really funny. And those oh, audience yeah. interaction in comedy, you can't you can't buy that. It's that audience interaction. Um, and uh, those are those are the moments that you re- the the thing audiences love on the whole the moments when an audience will enjoy most the moment when they feel that this happened only for me right. I got something unique right. and actually that is worth more audiences love that I once did a show where in London where I just noticed like two people on the front row they were like talk there was noise and I realised that one guy was translating <gasps> into Ivrit for the person next to him. I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "I'm." I'm he's, uh, I said, "You're translating." He said, yeah, "I'm translating into Ivrit." I said, "Look, I don't mind, but I'm just concerned. Are you getting the timing right? <laughs> that's quite a big part of it, right? Of course, the timing, of course." Um, and then, <laughs> and then five minutes later, it's so even with it, they then got up and left, and I waited for them to close the door, and I just went, "How funny would it be if I now did the rest of the show in Ivrit?" <laughs> <laughs> Very good, but the audience—they love but it. But the audience love it because they—they're the insider now. They're the insider, and right. also they were there on the night that happened. You can't, and that's always right. it. Won't happen the following night. That's why I'm saying about doing new material is right. always fun because the audiences respond when it's something unique. Ashley Blaker, first week of March in New York City. Information on your website? Information whether that's at Stand Up New York. Uh, tickets will be on sale next week. Uh, AshleyBlaker.com and on social media, Facebook, Twitter. And Facebook. obviously for this area, the next big thing toward the end of December. But we should yeah. mention, as you mentioned, that mm. your concert calendar is full, meaning that there are a lot of organizations, a lot of cities yeah. that are going to have you between now and the end of 2019. Yeah, people, have been, people keep asking me, look, I'm here. If, if people want to... Uh, and again, your website is Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have a manager, you have an agent, who do you have? It comes, I have... I have Promoters, I have some stuff comes to me, what have you, and um, right. yeah, some stuff goes by. So I can't, Corden. I can't negotiate with you. Um, James Corden looks after some of it for me. Oh, he does. Different stuff with different people. But yeah, no, no. Look, I have a few holes, and I'm here for every, like I'm working every night. Your, hand, your, hand, your handler, your handler also is on the Upper East Side. My handler. Yeah. My handler. Yeah, your agent. Your, I, uh, no, no. I have people in London. My, oh, they're in London. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, so, so I have to negotiate long distance. Exactly. You're saying no, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is such a thing as email. Do they know? Uh, you, do they know you carry up? Do they know you're here this morning? Do they know that you are here in this studio yeah, this morning? No, people know I'm here. They know you're making an international yeah. impact this morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Um, no, but I'm here for Pesach, so I'm doing every night, like I'm performing every night in different... What, uh, local or Florida or I'm California? Doing, I'm, tuned, I'm in, I'm in uh, the Waldorf Astoria, Orlando. Good boy, Hyatt, oh boy. Hyatt Regency, Holy Orlando. Cow. I'm in Villa Roma, New York. I'm in Oceanside. Uh, uh, lots of fun in, in, in Jersey. I'm in Somerset, New Jersey. My God. So it's getting around like every night. You're um, one busy feller. I know. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a crazy... You better, crazy. I you, might even fit in a bit of Disneyland. You better, Disney World. You better keep writing. Yeah, I need to keep writing. Exactly. And you better keep exploring new things exactly. like the Yapchik and Borough Park. Exactly. All right. Please. Is, is it, is, can Yapchik be Pesadik or not? Is this a, probably. Probably. Yeah, I'm no chef, but I right. would assume. No, but let, has it got comments in it? Let What's me ask it? my Yapchik expert. Uh, Yoni, can Yapchik be Kushla Pesach? Said a yes or a no. Yoni says, why not? Yeah, fine. Good. All right. So hopefully they'll have it thank, in, that, in the tea rooms. Thank God I have a staff to deal with these <laughs> sensitive issues. Important Shilas. Yes, it's important <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I thank Yoni for being our videographer this morning. He's the reason that you're being seen by everyone around the world today. How do you yeah, like that? I love it. Amazing. Great. And Yoni, I'm looking forward to Yoni said he'd buy me dinner. Did, did, he, did he mention which restaurant yeah. he's taking you to? Or uh, uh, That hasn't come up yet. I don't know. He's very big. Into, I'm a Wolf have you heard of this place? Uh, Wolf and Lamb is nice. Can I tell you a funny story about yeah, Wolf, sure. the last time I went to Wolf and Lamb? So yeah. I went to Wolf and Lamb with somebody I've written uh, and worked a lot with, a man called Matt Lucas, who um, is very famous in the UK. Here, people know from Little Britain, Doctor Who, Bridesmaids. Anyway, he came and visited me, and he's Jewish, but not, not right. uh, from... And we went to Wolf and Lamb. Now, in America, as you'll know, a lot of the kosher restaurants will have bread by the washing station. Right. But they've never seen this in the UK. Right. They don't get this in the UK. And he went to use the bathroom, and he came back, and he said, it's the weirdest thing. He said, I washed my hands, <laughs> and, and, and there's this bread. in the, like, I said to him, don't you know about toilet bread? Oh, no. Don't you know about toilet bread? And I kept saying, I said, don't you know about the toilet bread? So the, oh, he said, no. no. He said, no, this is an important part of Judaism, the toilet bread. <laughs> so we've been joking about it. We've laughed about it. It's the toilet bread. <laughs> he could not. He said, I just, the strangest thing I've ever seen. There's, you go to the bathroom and they give you bread. Why would you have bread? It, it is a little unusual, huh? Yeah. The toilet bread. That's pretty funny. Uh, but Yoni... Yeah. Recently, has been frequenting Izzy's. Have you heard about Izzy's? Izzy, where's that? In Crown Heights. Uh, in Crown Heights. Yeah, I went to Crown Heights. I went to 770 for the first time. What? First friend, time? First time I'd been in there. Someone gave me a tour. Yeah. I went in the communications room. Right. You've been there where the. the communications Central. Do, yeah, where they had the yeah. phone. It's amazing. Like, it's completely. It's like right. walking into the. So 60s close by room. is a barbecue restaurant called right. Izzy's. Izzy's. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And Yoni claims that uh, later tonight he'll be more than happy to meet you there. Ah. So. Right. Cool. I went to Chocolates. Chocolate? Is that is that the, is that the name of it? Let me check with my staff. Yoni, have we heard of chocolate? What's the place? What's the place opposite <laughs> Seven Seventy? Yeah, is that near Seven Seventy? I don't know. I've no. never I've, I've never I heard of chocolate. It no, it could be. It could yeah, be. I'm not that familiar. Right, right. <laughs> no, I exactly. don't know at all when it comes exactly, to this exactly. stuff. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. You don't look like a lavabo show. I don't know. <laughs> I would say, I would tell people I've got a very good. You know, how some people say I've got a good eye for toupees for wigs. Right. I've got a good eye. I've got a good eye for lavavish. Uh, I, I can tell. spot a lavavish. Interesting. Oh yeah, boy. Well, this has been amazing. AshleyBlaker.com, March yeah. in New York, a million places in 2019, yeah. and a fresh new show coming toward the end fresh of the year. Fresh show at the end of the year, and yeah. I thank you for visiting us. Thank you so much. Shabbat, you're going to be on the Upper East Side? Uh, yeah, and then going back, yeah. Would you like to walk down here uh, for Shabbos lunch this week? Ah, that's It's only about, what, five, six miles, I would yeah. think, in that area? Right. Yeah. How many kilometers? About 10 kilometers? Yeah, I'm a big walker. So would, that, would, that be, yeah. would, would that interest you? It could, could happen. Unfortunately, I'm not around the shop. Ah, okay. <laughs> Oh, I didn't think it was a you. I thought you were inviting someone else. I thought it was a you. I was, I was inviting you to the yeah, Mizrahi. Exactly, exactly. I thought it was someone else. 
I, I don't. I'm not sure. I hold by your levels. <laughs> you don't. Know, you don't like my standards. So. Like, well, I did, and then I realized that you watch TV and watch James. Know who James Corden is? I'm thinking. I'm not sure. I can trust this guy's kosher. So I've been I'd outed. Best stay eating myself. I've totally been outed. You stay in your apartment and eat your yapshik. Exactly. All right, simple as eat that. Eat my yapshik. Exactly. Eitan Freilich is a friend of yours. He's a very good friend of mine. He's a yeah. very nice man. Very nice boy. Who's, who's, boy. Let's call him a boy. He's, he's a, a very he's nice a boy. boy. He is married to a very nice lady. He is. Girl. And uh, they have a wonderful family, Baruch yep. Hashem, and and they should only have smachot yes. always. But he has a son; he's, he's in hospital, so yeah, correct. Well, and we so, yeah, we yeah. pray for him yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a song from Eitan Freilach that you would like us to wrap up this segment with. Uh, well, I did. I, it has to be Lahodes Lachab because I I I uh, wrote and performed in the video for that. Wow! Uh, you can see me eating a lot of food for free. You're mamish that. in that video. Uh, uh, it's 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 mainly me. <laughs> You're, you are it's the really video. me, not Nathan. So at the hotel. And knowing him, you probably had a fun time doing it. Ah, uh, we had a great fun. Yeah, yeah. That was in London itself. That was in London. He, he. I mean, it's quite meta. He asked me, could I come up with an idea for a video? And so I said, right. I'll, I'll come up with it over if you buy me lunch, and then we just filmed that him just buying me food around London and not coming up with any ideas, just me eating food. It's just me eating food. Why doesn't that work for me when I come up with simple nonsensical oh, concepts? They're, they're never met with approval. No, exactly. and you, and you I just, got away with it. You mamish yeah, got yeah, away yeah. with Have it. Have a look at it. It's a, it's a fun video. And you know what? I'm not joking. It's funny what people ask you about kids, particularly like like five, six, ten. You know, those kids under ten always coming up to me in London going. Did you really get to eat those candies for free? Did you really get to eat that burger for free? Did you? That's what's most important, after yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Free candy. Ashley, I thank you. Thank you. Keep, uh, keep presenting a positive image for the Jewish people. Thank you. I'll try. Thank you. AshleyBlaker.com. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. everybody, watching on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. The video will be available forever. Oh. How do you like that? I, I hope I didn't say anything I shouldn't have said. <laughs> God forbid. Eitan Freilich, who Ashley claims is a friend of his. We are investigating. I have my staff <laughs> on this. Who Ashley claims he knows. He wraps up this segment for us at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. There he is, Eitan Freilich. My thanks to Ashley Blaker. That was my conversation with Ashley Blaker, a recent visitor to JM in the AM. Next up, Baruch C. Cohen from Los Angeles, who joined us early one morning at JM in the AM to discuss a presentation that he makes to high school students about the uh, about the topic of Chilul Hashem and making sure that everybody understands how we are perceived in the greater community. Baruch C. Cohen, a recent guest of ours on JMDM. Here he is on JM Rewind at the Nachum Siegel Network. Baruch Cohen, who is an attorney out in uh, California and has been a um, a follower and fan of JMDM and the Nachum Siegel Network for longer than either of us uh, would ever care to admit. <laughs> Uh, recently, he had the opportunity to address the boys' division of Valley Torah High School on the topic of killer litigation strategies for lawsuits, business, and life, which in parentheses he writes, avoiding chilul Hashem's. Uh, he sent us an outline of the speech, um, and frankly, he and he has put together his own list of rules that if one follows, they are more than likely capable of avoiding a chil Hashem in the workplace. And it's a lot of rules. It's a lot of things to keep in mind. But during his presentation out there, uh, the students were uh, were just, you know, gripped by the entire thing with lots of questions and reaction. And I, I think he's doing an amazing job in spreading this word as we cringe every time someone who's noticeably from our community does something that embarrasses our community and, God forbid, puts our community in jeopardy. And um, we've asked Baruch C. Cohen from his law office in Los Angeles, California, to join us on this Thursday morning broadcast here at JMNAM. Baruch Cohen, welcome back to JM. Uh, welcome to JMNAM. I don't know if you've been a guest of ours before, but welcome to JMNAM. Good morning, Nachum. I was a guest of Yigal, your brother, years ago, and I'm one of the founding fathers of JM and the AM followers <laughs> in the West Coast. I totally agree with that, and for that we are eternally grateful. Um, all right, you're a lawyer, you spend time in court, you spend a lot of time with clients. When did the issue of Chil Hashem and one's uh, and, and the way one behaves in an atmosphere like yours uh, uh, start to uh, uh, to become prominent in what you do and what you and, and, and what you speak about? Well, it really starts from the inception of my uh, legal practice. As a civil litigator, I try cases before judges and juries. And in many ways, we as litigators, we see things, we observe things that perhaps Rabbanim don't observe. We see the impact of the Chalashem on the non-Jewish community or on the non-religious community. And we see the way our clients, they might be Orthodox Jews, we see the way they come into court stridently or with a certain sense of, um, you know, entitlement. And it gets lost on the court. And every single time there's a tragedy, perhaps a legal tragedy or a scandal, and there's this expectation that the Orthodox Jew should be given special uh, you know, dispensation because he's an Orthodox Jew, and it doesn't happen that way, people get crushed. And you know, every single time there is this type of crisis, of course I get these letters and these snide emails and these snide phone calls from those that already are predisposed against us. And they use this as fuel, and they go, oh, you see, this is what your Jewish faith is all about. And it's, it's quite humiliating. So being a civil litigator and a trial attorney puts you in a certain forum where you can observe things that are not necessarily apparent to the outside world. Baruch C. Cohen with us from Los Angeles. Um, 
And and this is happening on a regular basis. Like people wouldn't believe that you see and and feel this type of situation almost every day. Well, the the Chil Hashem's are some of them are outright. You can see a headline on the L.A. Times, the headline in the New York Times, the Daily News or the Post. But there's also the subtle um, insults. Um, you know, for example, when 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 colleagues, lawyers will say to me, "Why are Orthodox Jews so rude?" You know, that's not something that you see on a headline. But that comes from, you know, anyone who's driven in Flatbush, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontif, sees double parking, triple parking. Or you see, you know, yeshiva guys in a restaurant and they leave the place in a total shambles and a mess. Or they see we're not opening up doors for people with double strollers. Or we're being nosy and we're prying and we're being invasive. There's a certain degree of public chaleshem and there's also private the public comes into the sphere of the in the courts where you see a disproportionate amount of orthodox welfare fraud, construction fraud, slumlord situations. You know, so the Hilashems can you know, they cringe you when you see headlines and that's part of my PowerPoint presentation. When I show headline after headline, you know, your average from person sees the news, they turn the page when they see the Hilashem because it just bothers us. Right. But, you know, to the outside world, we're all Jewish. And what happens to, uh, you know, one sect of the Jewish community, they pigeonhole us all as the same. And they're predisposed, you know, they don't like us already. And we don't need to give them any more fuel to dislike any further. So the notion of being aware of the problems that we are facing, how we're we're not necessarily rising to the highest levels, I thought it would be appropriate to put together this outline, which seems to be a hit, of observations of where we're going wrong, how we can elevate our game and up our game and man up. You said that the, um, or you indicated that when you when you speak to to young people, they they're they're fascinated by the presentation. Why is that? Well, you know, the feedback that I'm getting is. You know, and I mean no disrespect to Rabbanim. I'm the hugest fan of Rabbanim. I go to Shirim, I learn. But, oh, there he is. It's another beard moving his lips. And it's not necessarily inspiring to kids. But when they hear solid hashkafa and direction coming from a lawyer wearing a yarmulke, this, this creates a culture conf in their minds. And it creates a, an interesting, you know, perspective. This is stark Torah lessons coming from a source that I didn't necessarily anticipate it should be coming from. And it has a very jarring effect on a lot of kids. Wow. Uh, the uh, Baruch C. Cohen 15 Rules to the American Orthodox Jew. Listen carefully, everybody. i got to go through them relatively quickly. Can't spend time on each one at the moment. One, keep your word. Do what you do. What you what do what you say you're going to do. Number two, document everything. Confirm everything in writing. Three, follow the rules and be a law-abiding citizen. Know the laws and serve on a jury. Don't avoid it. Four, don't think you're smarter than the law and won't get caught. You will. <laughs> Five, myth of shortcuts. Work hard. There's no express elevator to the penthouse suite. That's Six, the number one rule, in my opinion. Number five, there's no express elevator to the penthouse suite. Work hard. Don't look for shortcuts. Because if you look for shortcuts, you're going to end up taking a shortcut to a place you don't want to go to. Correct. Six, you're not right because you're orthodox. You're right because you're honest. Seven, establish credibility. Admit when you're wrong. Eight, listen. I'm sorry? Man up. Right. Eight, listen to your internal compass. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. 
Nine, consult before taking action, not after. Ten, believe in yourself, act with courage and confidence, but never with arrogance. Eleven, stop being nosy, quote-unquote, but I'm just asking. What do you mean by that one? Give me an example of that. Someone will come over to me and say, uh, Baruch, how much did you pay for your house in Hancock Park in Los Angeles? Why would someone ask you that? Because there's a sense of, well, I should be able to know because uh, this is the way, because I'm just asking. And why does that fall under the Chal Hashem category? Because it falls under the nosiness that we are, it's how we are ah, being and then, and then people from other communities or our own secular communities would then would then perceive us as being inappropriate, as being nosy. Correct. In, right. in the secular world, it would be totally unacceptable right. to go over to somebody and ask them, how much did you pay for your house? Right. Good point. Good point. Um, number 12, give unconditionally with no exception of any expectation of anything in return. 13, insert based in arbitration clauses in your contracts and believe in our Torah. 14, stand up for Judaism and Eretz Yisrael, never apologize about both, or or I guess you mean never apologize about either. Correct. And 15, pause before pushing send on any email or text. It could save your life, and I think everybody's got an example of that one, <laughs> frankly. Have you ever pushed reply all instead of reply oh, on please. an email? And do you know how many businesses have been destroyed, partnerships wrecked, marriages right. destroyed, litigation, funding, lawyers for eternity? Because the person didn't think before sending that email or text? You know, I was in a public place last night with thousands of people, frankly. And someone asked me, someone said something to me. And and I reacted the way I think any normal person would react, with, with annoyance. It was something that any person, if they would have heard this comment, would have been annoyed. And, would have, and you would have, would have seen the expression of annoyance like I had on my face. But if I was more, if I was more in tune with the way people think of us and how I represent, which I always say that we have to be careful, we always represent the Jewish people, state of Israel, etc. Then even if I am right to be annoyed, I nonetheless would have been, you know, more. What's the word? More um, reserved. Not just reserved, but I would have been more contrite. And more, you know, I would, I would, I would have, you know, I, I, I would have apologized, even though it probably was, it wasn't necessary. No human being would think there was a need for me to do that, but it would be the only effective way to do it to have those people leave with a good impression of someone wearing yarmulke. You know, we are under a community microscope. When right. we wear yarmulke, we have an extra measure of responsibility where we have to be on guard, more careful, more courteous, more prudent, and that when we mess up or when we screw up, it gets magnified. So we have to be on our best behavior. That's exactly why we're an Am Hanivchar, chosen people. We have to set an example. Baruch, not to take this to a level that you may not want to take it to, but would you say that sometimes when people do behave like this in the business world and try for shortcuts and do things on the backs of other people, um, it, it could be a lack of faith in the one above? Because it is only the faith in the one above where we truly believe that he gives us the parnasa that we're expecting to get if we put in the work. And, it, 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 and and if we're real believers, if, we're, if we are real, really faithful to him above, we would never behave in that uh, type of manner when trying to achieve our goals. It goes without saying. Shouldn't, uh, shouldn't, um, it, wouldn't it be wonderful if people could say that a business venture was absolutely proper because Orthodox Jews were running it? Remember, oh. there, in our history, in our recent history, there are a lot of stories of, you know, he on 47th Street in the world of real estate, they shook my hand and I knew it was fine and that... The deal was 100% because the, this person would never go back on their word. Correct. And when, when a rabbi was speaking at Lincoln Square Synagogue not too long ago and asked this rhetoric question like, wouldn't it be wonderful if the surest way to attest to the trustworthiness of a business was to say that it was operated by an Orthodox Jew? Right. And the audience 
uh, broke out in spontaneous laughter. And that was sort of like a, uh, you know, uh, um, like a lie detector reaction. It was a very true reaction because, unfortunately, the reaction is that that is not the case. And why should people laugh when the suggestion is made that the most trustworthy and honest people are Orthodox Jews? Why shouldn't this be true? After all, we, we, we follow a Torah. We claim to live our lives in consonance with the will of God. And we believe that we'll be answerable to him in the world to come. How could we be anything but scrupulously honest and trustworthy? Wow. What's the takeaway from all this? Are you going to be speaking in a bunch of places around the country on this topic? Well, right now I'm going to be speaking at EULA, Yeshiva University of Los Angeles, at their Ethical Leadership Seminar. Um, and I've received inquiries from other uh, locations, but uh, haven't worked out the details yet. The most uh, promising thing about this conversation, frankly, is that it, is the reaction you said you've gotten from teenagers. The reaction you've gotten that they they aren't laughing; they're taking this seriously, and they and they're interested in putting an end to all this. And I would hope that that people like yourself with this message would go to other segments of our community and speak to the young people, they may also, even though they may have grown up in an atmosphere like we've been describing, unfortunately, they may also have an interest in putting this to an end. Well, I think, yeah, and I want you to know, uh, when I recently spoke at Valley Torah, you know, the hands were up. The kids didn't want to leave seriously because it was a, it was a gripping PowerPoint presentation, very dramatic. But one kid asked me a question that really, it got to me. He said, well, why, why shouldn't, other than the Olam Haba, the world to come theory, if the guys who are the shysters and they're getting away with it and they stole $38 million and they're living a magnificent life, why shouldn't I be attracted to that option? And I looked at this kid and I said, you know what, what an, what an honest, truthful question that is. I have a colleague who cheated on his LSATs, um, got into great law school. He told me recently that he feels that his entire career is predicated on fraud, and he feels that he never really, really earned it. He also told me, because he, his, his professional life continued along that road, he said that every single time a NYPD car drives by and he hears a siren, he thinks it's for him. Mm. He lives a life in constant per- perpetual spilkes, thinking that he's going to get caught at every knock on the door, every phone call sends him into you know, a downward spiral. That's not a way to live. Baruch C. Cohen, uh, if people want to be in touch with you, are you willing to give out an email address or any other type of contact? Sure, you could contact me. You could connect with me on Facebook, uh, Baruch Cohen, or you could email at bcc4929 at gmail.com. I appreciate you sharing all this with us this morning. Thank you so much. Good talking to you. I pray that it will make a big difference, and I have a feeling it will. Uh, Baruch C. Cohen from Los Angeles. Topic, Chil Hashem. Something to think about, everybody. Uh, all of us, me, everybody, something to think about how uh, how we are perceived and how every single little thing we do can make such an impact, both positive and, God forbid, negative. That was my conversation with Baruch C. Cohen of Los Angeles on the topic of Chilul Hashem. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of JM Rewind. Plenty more coming up, including our broadcast from Atlanta. Keep it right here all day long at the Nahum Siegel Network.